Vox Quick Hits. If you've never been to Echo Park in Los Angeles, you actually probably have. Like, you've probably seen it in movies or TV shows or commercials because it's a very popular filming location. Okay, pal, let's have us a big smile. To be truly effective, a good narcotics agent must know and love narcotics. In fact, a good narcotics agent should have narcotics in his blood. (laughs) It has this very scenic view of the downtown skyline and this uh, large 14-acre lake, very picturesque, uh, has this gorgeous fountain uh, protruding from the middle. Often people are on little swan boats making their way around the lake. I wonder how the potato prince would feel about us walking together around a moonlit lake. And it, it really provides a vital role in the neighborhood itself. This is a neighborhood where a lot of people live in apartments. Um, this is their only green space. It has walking paths, playgrounds, exercise equipment. The park's part of the eponymous neighborhood of Echo Park. Echo Park is one of these neighborhoods in the city, just like a lot of places in L.A., that was redlined. So you do have this moment where the federal government decided that it wasn't worth investing in or that people shouldn't be moving there if they weren't of a certain class or race, which was white people. And so you had this another influx of residents, uh, mostly Latino, working-class Latino community, that really made Echo Park what it is today. And you'll never guess what happens next. And then what we have after that is this moment where a lot more whiter, wealthier people decided to move back into a lot of these neighborhoods and um, moving into a lot of the housing stock, uh, which hadn't really been increased during this time. You know, over the last few years, we just haven't built enough housing in many parts of Los Angeles, which means that there was a lot of displacement, a lot of gentrification, and a lot of neighborhood change that maybe didn't take into consideration the people that lived there. Alyssa Walker is the West Coast correspondent for Curbed, and we asked her to tell us about Echo Park because this corner of Los Angeles recently became a low-key war zone over the issue of homelessness. Homelessness in the United States grew for the fourth consecutive year in 2020. Something like half a million people are unhoused in this country, and no state has a larger number of unhoused people than California. Something like 70,000 people in Los Angeles alone. And in Los Angeles, people without homes have been taking up residence in some of the city's prized public spaces, including Echo Park. There were always people that were, you know, sleeping in the park, staying in the park, and and then the pandemic hits, right? So then we have more people who are facing job losses, evictions, even though they're not supposed to happen, and the, the number of tents at the lake just started to increase as every month of the pandemic went on. And I would say even doubled again, um, particularly over the last three months of, of earlier this year. What this community of people were saying was this, the park was the only place that they had ever felt safe. And it's all illegal. 
Well, depending on who you ask, because if you think about it, we were using the parks and rec centers as temporary housing, as emergency housing for homeless residents for months. You know, I'm not trying to make it seem like it was a completely safe or you know, utopian situation. There were people who had problems that were there. There were people who died in the park. There was violence. There was people who were, you know, told to leave because they were hurting other people. Okay, so you've got this tent city in this crown jewel park in Los Angeles, a bunch of locals who aren't happy about it. How does this come to a head? There started to be these rumors floating around um, people who lived in the camp, um, homeless service providers, a large group of advocates who had been among the groups that had been supplying food and water and, and different services to people who live in the park. And the rumor was it was going to happen on Thursday of the following week and that everyone was going to be cleared out of the park and that a fence was going to go up around the perimeter of a 16-acre space. So on Wednesday, March 24th, which is the morning of the raid, the residents of the lake got together and they held a press conference. We have nowhere else to go. Activists and the homeless marched from the park to council member Mitch O'Farrell's office, shutting down Sunset Boulevard for a short time. They say homelessness is a complex crisis, and so far city officials have only offered Band-Aid-type solutions. So Wednesday evening, there is all of a sudden this police presence that descends upon the lake. These trucks of filled with fencing start driving to all four corners of the lake. And I would say easily 400 cops show up and almost immediately start putting on riot gear. Yeah, Mark, this is a very active scene, very tense scene, as you can see live behind me here. You can see all of the activists and protesters in a face-off with a line of police officers here on Glendale Boulevard. We're at Glendale and Santa Inez. This is just one of at least two skirmish lines we know of here along the scene. You can see how many officers we're talking about here at Santa Inez. They stretch all the way across the street. They also fill... What we realize later, you know, as we're all watching this this happen, is that this is so the Parks Department can start installing a giant fence on the far corner of the other side of the park, which starts to go up in the cover of night. I'm Mark and that night ended kind of abruptly when the police department just decided to leave. And the announcement that was made was that the fence was going to go up. And if you were in the park that night, you could stay in the park that night, but you would be fenced in and you would not be allowed to go in or out. And when you woke up in the morning, you had to leave. So Thursday morning, the people who wake up in the park, many of them were greeted by uh, outreach workers from our, our local homelessness services agency. And that process was going really well. They opted to have a vigil right outside of that blockade just where they could sit and quietly, you know, remember where they had lived in the community they had built. And that's where the real 
escalation happened with the police on Thursday around 5.30. The tension has been building up all week long leading up to this moment, and it appears we're about to reach the climax. As you mentioned, we are now 30 minutes away from the city-imposed deadline for all homeless individuals to leave Echo Park here. And that's the night that I think a lot of people who were paying attention at the national level saw 180 people arrested, at least a dozen journalists detained, and a lot of people who got hurt that night were just people who lived in the neighborhood. One woman was tackled by uh, police officers. Where did the people who were in the park go? The city released some statements that over 200 people had been placed into housing. One of the programs is Project Room Key. The city pays motels to house homeless for weeks or months at a time. This is the largest housing transition of an encampment ever in the city's history. And we got a report uh, about a week later from the Homeless Services uh, Agency that they had placed 153 people. But what we started to find out was that people were given offers that maybe expired a few days later, like some of the winter shelters were actually closed. Some people were taken to motels that were very far away from Echo Park, and people have jobs that they needed to get to, and they you know, and have to find a way to come back and and work nearby. And some people, once they got to a place, especially for Project Room Key, learned about rules that the hotels have, but um, you're actually not allowed to leave after seven o'clock at night. You can't bring your pets. If you want to take an offer to get a bed or a bathroom or go inside, you have to agree to what they say. And that, that just doesn't work for everybody in every situation. That was an excerpt of Today Explained. To hear the whole enchilada and others like it, check out Today Explained wherever you check out your podcasts.